I started to realize that manifestation had very little to do with thinking positive or being in the frequency. It kind of had everything to do with raising your self-worth, shifting your limiting beliefs that were imprinted during childhood and expanding the possibility in your life through expanders. I started to realize that manifestation has a lot more to do with simple psychology, neuroscience, and a little bit of the energetic gifts I was born with. You're listening to the Almost 30 Podcast, hosted by Krista Williams and Lindsay Simsek. Almost 30 started as a conversation about the transition from our 20s to our 30s. But then we realized life is full of transitions. So we expanded our mission. We are an intuition-led, wellness-focused lifestyle podcast that promises to deliver authentic conversations, diverse points of view, and insights rooted in optimism, growth, and intention. The Almost 30 Nation community is a group of purposeful dreamers who are smart, passionate, and always seeking the full potential in every aspect of their lives. At Almost 30, we're making magic together. We dream it, and then we do it. Thanks so much for tuning into the Almost 30 Podcast. Here we go. Howdy. Hi, guys. Hello. Welcome to Almost 30 Podcast. If you're new here, we are so glad you joined. It's us. And if you are an OG, Mm -hmm. uh, welcome back. We are so grateful for you. And I'm sure you've noticed we've changed our look. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did a big rebrand. We graduated. We graduated. We, need, need we got our graduation. new school pictures done. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> and they're a drawing. We had, um, <laughs> Lindsay and I had mm, 40 rounds of oh like, God. God, we had so many rounds. I wonder rounds. what that means about us. It's just, I'm real particular. I have a vision that I, I, know, I want. Same. And the thing was hard is that Lindsay and I had so many rounds because we had, so we tried with photos of us, like having pictures of us. Man, oh man. Wow. Hate looking at ourselves after a while. Honestly. <laughs> and it's hard to get two of a, a photo of both of us that's very clear. Yeah. That is expressing the right thing we want to express, where we both look good, where we're wearing yeah. an outfit that fits the mood, where we, it's just like, are we smiling and then we look dumb? Are we straight faced and then we look serious? Well, are the we, problem at our, bleh, bleh. I hate to say at our photo shoots because we really don't shoot that much, but when we do a re- rebrand like this, yeah. we kind of had to. And then the problem is we'll be taking pictures and we're not looking at each other. So we have no idea what our expressions are. So we're kind of depending on, you know, who's shooting us or whatever, but it just gets crazy and, and complicated and sometimes they forget. And literally the photos... Like I'm smiling like I'm in a, a patch of daisies and Krista's like behind bars. Honestly, <laughs> behind bars. So we're like trying to work with all these photos and at the end we're like, it's just not going to happen. You know, mm. we would have something we would like and then the team would be like, nah. <laughs> They're so honest with it. us. It hurts me. So honest with us. Um, <laughs> we showed them one of, the, one of the drawings and we love all the drawings so much. And they're like, but it just, I was like, stop right there. Yeah, it's li- a drawing. Literally. <laughs> I was like, it's happening. So you're not going to see my jawline as mm-hmm. you see it in real life. It's different. <laughs> so we had to go with the drawing just to be safe. So we love it. Yeah. Uh, we hope you guys like the new rebrand. Chloe uh, from our team did an amazing job. She worked really, really hard on doing the website, which is just incredible. Incredible. 
And our friend at Drawn by Mary did the new logo, the new iTunes cover art, and she's incredible. Mm-hmm. We love her so much. So yeah, so check with. it out. Let us know what you think. We've been working really hard on this, and we feel like it represents almost thirty in twenty nineteen and beyond. So we are always down to evolve and grow. And this is just a really you know next step for us as we go on tour this year and as we do bigger and better things with your support. Yeah. We're actually coming to you from Austin, mm-hmm. which we're in our Airbnb. <laughs> it's eight a.m. We just had an event last night, <laughs> and also, we got to leave for a grind, workout, and then the airport. In, yeah, the an grind hour. is real. Yeah, I'm real crusty right now. I couldn't sleep all night. I was up in the middle sucks. of the night writing notes on my note thing. I wrote, I wrote like an entire comedy set. If I do ever do stand up, mm. I wrote my entire set. There we go. Isn't that insane? I have a note for that. I have a note just for like funny shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I'm going to... I need to t- capture this whatever it is while it's happening. And usually it's like work stuff. Like I'm like, here's an idea. But it was just like an entire comedy set that I wrote down. If I was ever to do stand-up, it's mm-hmm. not funny. Yeah. I was just up. I could not sleep after our events. It's really hard. Yeah. It's it's hard to come down. I also had like a, a rebel coffee. Yeah. So did I. <laughs> there we so go. So did I. And a, a bed made of straw. <laughs> Yeah, our bed is... We're um, sleeping on beds made of straw. There's... Decorations are a bowling ball <laughs> that I'm staring at. Uh, every room has a step up. So not sure how that happens. What's but a step up? Like each room uh, has in, a step. You don't think we're in a basement. We're kind of in a basement. We're kind of in a basement. <laughs> <laughs> this is negatively gra- glamorous what's happening over here yeah, but, at almost 30. Well, this is the thing with Airbnbs. The photos look kind of cool. And it looks bigger than the fo- like the photo makes it look bigger than they it always is. do like that fisheye lens. Or yeah, and something. you're like, wow, it's yeah. a mansion. And then you get here, like, okay. And they're like, here's one roll of toilet paper. The width of it is like my wing length. I know. It's yeah. like the size of a trailer, probably. Mm. Which some are very big. Yeah, to be honest, some are very big. Than any apartment Actually, I lived bigger in. than this. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. But you oh know, my we're god. <laughs> so we've been in Austin. Uh, Right now, when we're recording for the past week, we had the Good Fest on Saturday, and then we had our diversity, inclusion, equity, and conscious awareness event with Rachel Rosen, which was one of the proudest moments of you know my career. So it's been a really good week, uh, but wanted to share with you guys some things that we learned at Good Fest this Saturday, because a lot of the attendees that were almost 30 nation um, said that they got a lot of value from it. So it was mm-hmm. really great that we were able to share that, promote that with you guys, give you a discount code and have you, an atten- have you attend a local event in your city that was health and wellness focused, but so much more. Yeah. So Krista and I hosted and we were lucky enough to spend time with um, the speakers the night before. So there was Koya Webb, Nikki Novo, Ashley Piper, Brittany Piper, Liz Moody. Um, Am I missing anyone? Busy Gold. Busy Gold. And it was just incredible. I really... Nikki Novo kicked it off. Uh, Well, Koya Webb kicked it off with her incredible meditation and breathwork session. Um, We just love Koya. We got to spend a lot of time with her. She is has an incredible brand that is just multifaceted and so dynamic. And, you know, she just talking to her outside of the event, like she's just someone who is so openly learning along the way. Like she's so professional and badass and such a go-getter. But we just had these really real conversations about like what's hard right now and the hard conversations she's having and the conversations with herself that she's had to have. And just like the self-reflection that she's been doing as 
you know, she expands the brand. She's been around for a while. She's been around for, I don't even know, like 10 years. But um, it was really inspiring. And she was a big expander for us as we were talking all things business and just self-care as entrepreneurs and things like that. But Nikki Novo is uh, a dating coach, intuitive dating coach, and she's an author. So her book, The Final Swipe, I'm going to get the subtitle wrong, but I'll look that up for you in a moment. But um, that perked up my ears. I was like, oh, what is your work all about? And she really teaches people how to take cues, intuitive cues from your body, how to really kind of translate or understand visions that you have and how to use automatic writing to get the answers you need because all of the answers are inside of you. Mm, What's automatic writing? So automatic writing, I've done it in talking to my spirit guides, Mm. but you can ground yourself with a meditation in in my context as, as I know it. I don't know how Nikki does it. And then you ask a question and you have a pen to paper and without thinking, you just write. And it's wild. It's wild. Like, because if I'm thinking and writing, it's completely different. I'm pausing, I'm stopping. I'm like, okay, so what do I write next? This is just like, I as if someone that. has your hand and it's really beautiful. I've done it a few times. I did it last year, actually. I should do it again soon, but it's really beautiful to ask your spirit guides or angels, anything that you just kind of need answers on or guidance guidance on. But um, she was really incredible. And something that stuck with us from her talk was, you know, I think a lot of women mainly when they're asked a question, they they revert to, I don't know. I don't know. And really, if we sit and sit with it and think about it, we do have the answer. It just hasn't come yet. So instead to say, you know, I'm not sure right now, but the answer is coming is is something that really resonated with us. Because there are many times when I'm like, I don't fucking know. But I also know that I will eventually know. And I just didn't know how to articulate that. So I thought that was beautiful. Yeah, that was my takeaway um, from the event, that question. But her book is The Final Swipe, Heal Your Heart, Find Your Person, and End the Dating Search for yeah, Good. There you go. So you can get that book on Amazon. Uh, but she kicked it off and then there was a, a panel on anxiety where people were kind of sharing their firsthand counts with anxiety, how they deal with it, what anxiety means to them. And then um, Brittany did an amazing session on her story where she was violently raped and had to go through the court system. He got put in jail and um, her story with losing her brother and then how she figured out how to channel all that tragedy in her life to become her activism. And now she speaks out and she works with sexual trauma abuse survivors. She has a program called On The Mend, which works with uh, women that have been abused and helps heal them through community, through retreats. And it was really just beautiful to hear her strength and to talk about that and to kind of openly have that conversation with the women at the event uh, who, you know, I know she's not the only one there that had experienced um, sexual trauma or rape or, um, you know, violence in that way. So it was really nice to open up that conversation and kind of think more broadly about wellness as, you know, being a mentally well and sound well soul after trauma. Yeah, she was incredible. I can't wait. She's 
she's not super well known yet, kind of on the speaking circuit and within that world. So it was just, I, I hadn't heard of her before and it was really beautiful. And then Ashley Piper, she's a former political strategist who has channeled her passion for animals and ecological preservation into a career as an eco lifestyle expert. Um, so she was really approachable and super, super funny when talking about living sustainably, which we all can be doing more and more. So from cruelty-free beauty products to vegan cuisine to eco-friendly fashion and beyond, she is your go-to green girl. And her book, Give a Shit, Do Good, Live Better, Save the Planet is on sale now. Everywhere books are sold. So Amazon, Barnes & Noble, etc. Yeah. What I loved about Ashley was how she took the shame out of the conversation. So a lot of times with the eco, you know, I don't know anything involving the environment. We just feel so ashamed because we know that we are raping mother earth, that we are using and abusing all of the resources that she's provided us with oil, with natural gas, with trees, uh, with CO2 emissions. There's just so much happening with our relationship with the earth that we are not doing our part and we are not engaged and we are not really having that conversation with the planet. So I really like that she took the shame out of it to give us small actionable steps to uh, doing better, to making better decisions and really starting from where we are. So it's really looking forward to decisions that we can make in the future. Buying eco products, eating vegan more often or a few times a week or once a week if you don't. Uh, so she was just really great. And she also has a really great newsletter too that you guys can subscribe to on her website, ashleypiper.com. That's A-S-H-L-E-E piper.com. And this provides just little nuggets of information and helpful tips for going more green that you can just get to your inbox weekly. Love her. Uh, and thanks so much to the founders of The Good Fest, uh, Kate, Jen, and Jess. We are so grateful that you thought of us to host this event. It was a blast and you are doing so much good with this wellness festival, just creating a space for wellness for all. So we love you. Thank you. Yeah, we appreciate it. That event was great. It was great to see you guys. Uh, the most heartwarming thing about that was the topics, the range of topics, talking about mental health, talking about, you know, Brittany's story with sexual trauma, talking about the environment talking about intuitive dating. It really ran the gamut of uh, different things that you know we could be exploring rather than just the basic things like what's keto? Absolutely. Wellness 2.0. We're all about it. So on today's podcast, another piece of that the wellness 2.0 pie. Yeah, the homie. The homie. The homie, my main, my main squeeze. My main squeeze who's been living in her future retreat center for most of the time, getting in touch with nature, being a gorgeous earth angel, mm -hmm. just doing all the things. And she's re recently um, relaunched and her website to be magnetic, which was formerly free and native for all of you guys, looks incredible. And the team over there who are such sweethearts are just doing a really, really great job with all of the content that is so valuable, all of the courses and offerings that are really responsive to the feedback that they're receiving from, um, from their community, from our community, from all the people that want to get more information on manifestation. So we did a live event at Soho House in West Hollywood. And it was really a open discussion, uh, a Q&A 
mainly, which was nice. We got to hear questions that I'm sure a lot of you have. Everything from dating questions, relationships between friends, loved ones, romantic partners, all the way to manifesting your dream home or your dream move. And Lacey is the go-to for that. I actually took her money um, workshop and her love workshop, and it was incredible. The money came quicker uh, as we grew the business. And just as I let go of SoulCycle, it was the perfect time to dig in there because I had a lot of fear around letting SoulCycle go. Love I'm still working on, but it was a beautiful way to unblock you know, a lot of things that I felt were holding me back, things that lived in my subconscious that were prohibiting me from attracting the person the type of person that really saw me Mm -hmm. and I saw them. So just as a refresher, if you guys don't know Lacey Phillips or To Be Magnetic, she's been on the podcast a few other times. So make sure to listen to those episodes. Uh, Her first episode with us is one of our most downloaded episodes to date. It's one of my favorites. It was an expanding moment for me. It was so, so powerful. And her process for uh, manifestation is different. So oftentimes I think about manifestation as the secret I see it, I say it, I want it, I get it. And that really from a physics level doesn't always work because there are so many things that could be potentially working against you that are hidden in your subconscious, that could be from your ancestral lineage, that could be keeping you from living the life of your dreams, having the relationship of your dreams, having the job of your dreams. There's so much at play that people are unaware of. So what's important about Lacey's work is that it really, really helps you to commit to the work, helps you to pass tests that may come up when you're trying to manifest, to create balance boundaries, to shed your shadow, to unblock any triggers that you have, to find expanders, which has been a huge word for us that we use a lot to her credit. And expanders are people or places or things that help you think that something is possible. So for me, that's looking at houses right now to think that that could potentially be a house that I would live in or buy to get it in my mind as something that could be mine. She helps you to follow pings, which are little hits from the universe that really point you in the direction that you should be going. And then after you've done the work with shadow, working on low self-worth, helps you to reinforce high self-worth. So that vibration of high self-worth is what gets you what you want because the universe sees you vibrating at a higher level and then feeds you back with the things that you've been wanting that are at a higher level, such as the relationship, such as the house, such as the career, such as the money. So there's a lot that she does. You can go to tobemagnetic.com. That's T-O-B-E magnetic.com. And you can also use code ALMOST30 to get any of the courses at a discount. So I'm doing Shadow right now, which has been very, very very eye-opening to me. Um, I didn't know that I was so scared of my shadow. Uh, So that's been really important for me to integrate my shadow work into my manifestation practice. So highly recommend going to tobemagnetic.com using code ALMOST30 to buy any of the courses. And then also checking out our old episodes. They are not to be missed. You can search Lacey Phillips Almost 30 on iTunes or Spotify or SoundCloud and then make sure to listen to those episodes. I still go back and listen. Yeah, it's really, really helpful. It's our most viewed on YouTube too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm blocking beliefs of, of unworthy that unworthiness. Wow. And learning how to speak. But this episode is great. We love live episodes. It just gives an element of in the moment 
real discussion with people who are experiencing these things in real time. And Lacey is just so loving and so grounded as she explains why they might be blocked in calling this particular thing in and really helping them to expand into alignment. So thank you, Lacey. Thank you to Soho House. And thank you to everyone who attended. Yeah, to Milana Snow for helping us put this on this summer. Mm -hmm. You are a dream and we are excited for you to listen. Join our secret Facebook group. We will be talking about this episode. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you want to hear more of. And make sure to check out almost30podcast.com to find our tour dates. So now that our tour dates are live, we are so excited to meet you in the city that you are. Invite your friends, send it to your friends. That's how they hear about us. Um, And you will be getting tons of goodie bags, tons of swag, and an amazing experience from Lindsay and I and from the speakers and guests that we bring along with us on tour. Cannot wait. And we also just launched our ambassador program. So we have at this point about 50 ambassadors all over the world creating community where they are, whether it's a yoga class or a group volunteer or a book club. Honestly, it's any size, any type of meetup and women are connecting and creating community and it's so beautiful. So check if to see if your city's subgroup exists and if it doesn't and you'd like to start one, please email community at almost30podcast.com. All right. Enjoy, Enjoy this episode. Thanks, Lacey. Love you. And we will see you guys on the flip. Woo. Hello, everyone. I'm so happy to be here with you. So grateful. It feels like I'm hanging out with my true friends. So how many of you have listened to Almost 30 Podcasts? Just one more time. And how many of you listened to the one episode with Lacey? It's everything. Thank Lacey you actually put us on the map. Truly. Oh. I say, I'm like, if we just repeated the Lacey episode over and over, we'd be bigger than we are today. Because oh. it was such an expanding moment for us. It was one of just those times when I realized that the podcast was so much more than Lindsay and I. It was the people that we have on, the messages that they share, and the impact that they have on all of our listeners and all of our community. Um, and Lacey has been just a dear friend of ours and such an expander for us. Mm-hmm. So having her here today is going to be amazing. And how we want to structure this is taking a little bit of time to walk through Lacey, her experiences, and then some of the impactful uh, parts of our podcast interviews with Lacey that have really changed our lives and will hopefully change yours. And then we'll open it up for Q&A. So you guys can ask whatever questions you have related to magnetism, opulence, manifesting your dream life, or whatever it is, you can ask her at the end of our session today. Yeah. So we would love to kind of open up, as you know, on our podcast, we kind of love to dive into that time before you, where you are now. And so often those big transitions, that uncomfortable time is, you know, late teens, early twenties. So we'd love to kind of dive in and talk about, you know, how you got to where you are now. Absolutely. So uh, the story, if anybody's heard it, this might be boring after a while, but I'll dig in. Um, I grew up with two really young parents in four different households because they were young and didn't have money. So my grandparents helped raise me. My aunt and uncle helped raise me. Uh, my uncle was from Tehran. So I had a very like eclectic upbringing. And I always like to say I just grew up 
I don't know if anybody else had the split family situation, any family situation, wealth to no wealth, you have programming. And so I went through a lot of low self-worth periods of my life when I was younger, through my teens, trying to figure myself out. Even though I always looked so together and confident on the outside, I was deeply, deeply insecure on the inside. And so what I started to realize with manifestation at around 17, I moved out to be an actress and around 25, I had been struggling my whole time as an actress. It was up and down and uh, I was always going for the hot chick roles and just nothing that was sufficing myself. I just had a lot of low self-worth. And I started to put together because when I was about 17, we had a family intuitive I was so broke. I was like, how do I actually make money as an actress? I'm so poor. And this family intuitive said, go out and buy this book, follow it to a T and you'll manifest everything you want in your career. And when you tell someone like me, who's a Capricorn moon to do that, I'm going to do it. And so I did. I still have the book like underlined. I mean, I followed it for a year, everything it taught. And it was one of those books that we're all very familiar with. It's what I like to call the new age spiritual bypass of manifestation. Think positive, be in frequency, you know, stay in the vortex, pretend to be what you want, pretend like you already have what you want. I was doing all, I was visualizing until it was blue in the face and nothing was fucking coming, but things would manifest. And um, they were never in those ways I started to notice. They would come through. And so at around 25, I threw that away. It was around the same time I stopped acting as well. I got a really big download that was like, you don't really want this. I think you're doing this to fulfill your mom's dream that didn't work, you know, all the things. And so at that time, I said, I'm going to throw everything I know about manifestation away and I'm going to follow what I do when that always seems to result in what I want. So I became my own little guinea pig to figure that out and watch the patterns and everything. And what I started to really notice was when I stepped into my power and my worth and I didn't settle for what I had in the past where I was being unworthy, dating was a great scope to learn this on, especially in Los Angeles. <laughs> when I started being like, no, to all the fuck boys, as I like to call them, partners would come through. When I started to do deep work on myself from childhood, things would come through. When I started to have what we'll talk about today, expanders, which I can get into later, these uh, comparisons for someone I identified with already having what I want, uh, it would create space for things to come through. So I started to realize that manifestation had very little to do with thinking positive or being in the frequency. It kind of had everything to do with raising your self-worth, shifting your limiting beliefs that were imprinted during childhood and expanding the possibility in your life through expanders. I started to realize that manifestation has a lot more to do with simple psychology, neuroscience, and a little bit of the energetic gifts I was born with. And so at that time, I think it was around 27, I, I quit this really horrible, toxic teaching job where I was treated so, so poorly. In that same year, I had my appendix removed. I came down with like massive adrenal fatigue, autoimmune issues. I mean, it was the most horrific toxic environment. And so after that, I said, universe, I will never, ever work for another person again. So show me, show me what I'm supposed to do. 
And I kept getting all of these signs that kind of showed me to start this blog. And even at that time, if I'm really honest with myself, I already knew that it was time for me to teach this in the world, manifestation. But because I come from a very conservative cowboy small town, <laughs> I thought that this would be just like next level alien to talk about in the world. So it's so much shadow around it. Um, and then around, uh, how old was I? 30 all of my resources dried up one Christmas. I was at the time holistic chefing and all of my clients went out of town and I had no money. And anytime I sat in meditation, it was so loud that the universe was like, start teaching manifestation, start. And I was so, so, so terrified to do that, but I needed cash. So I put it out into the world. And then after that, it just totally took off. It's helped thousands of people. We get thousands of testimonials about manifesting. And so... And now all the people I was really afraid of, like my dad, <laughs> judging me, they all use the programs. And so it's been a really beautiful full circle. And that leads us to today. In a nutshell. Yeah. How do you, for people here, how do you even dig into the shadow work mm. and reprogramming? Like, what does that look like? Because it does feel kind of overwhelming to even think like, okay, what is the biggest one? How do we even like take a really critical look at that? Yeah. So shadows kind of, it's one that I, I like to say there are two things every person who's curious about manifesting the life that they want need to look at. It's reparenting yourself and really, really integrating your shadow. Those are the two most important like psychological <laughs> experiences you can have. And um, so for myself included, when I was acting was a great example that I was never really getting the roles I want. I was never being seen for what I wanted. There wasn't a lot of success coming. Why? Because I was incredibly, incredibly insecure. And so what our shadow is with for people who may not be familiar with that, there are these little aspects of ourselves when we're young that we aren't loved for, whether through society, through media, through parental peers. Essentially, if we inhabited these qualities, which we naturally came onto the planet of, our authenticity, if they weren't lovable based on all those factors I just said, we literally reject them and put them in our shadow if we experience shame. And that can go from witness shame to personal shame. So if we, for instance, witnessed a mom who was so obsessed with dieting and weight, and we would see her judging other women that were heavier and saying, oh my God, how could she even be like that? That's enough for us, that little shame to throw into our shadow, accepting our body as it is. So what we tend to build up is the shadow self, this literal rejected self, all of these fragmented aspects of our self that live back there that are so shameful and not okay with being seen. Because if we are seen for them, we won't be loved. It'll cause us pain and all the things we're really afraid of. However, when we start to actually like uncover all of those bits and shine a flashlight on them and start to reintegrate them and fully accept them into our lives, we're unstoppable. Because what I like to say is what we don't own owns us. So a great example for me, even when I first put manifestation out there, it was definitely very well received from people. And people were doing the work and I was at the time doing sessions. They were having these really profound experiences, but I was never getting the press I wanted. And then 
I had to sit down and really look at my shadow much deeper. And this is a really, really great example that I still had three key people that I would be like, oh my God, what if they ever saw this or a spelling error? Or what if they judged that? I think we all have these, these aspects. They're actually really good markers to see where our shadow's at and what needs to be integrated. And so the moment that I was able to take a look at all of the things that I could ever fear that they could think about me and through the simple workshop that many of you guys probably do, which is the shadow workshop online. I did it myself and I started to reintegrate those things, owning them, like fully taking all of my power back in those and being like, I'm a hillbilly who didn't have a great education and I have terrible grammar and there's a lot of mistakes on the blog and all of those whatever things I was worried about bam, press and things all started to come in. So the people who are like, I'm trying to grow a business, you know, how do I do that? How do I, how do I be seen bigger? How do I get a bigger following? The first thing I ask is, what are you so afraid of being seen for? What, what's in your shadow? Because that's the first moment of really, really integrating and being able... I like when I say what we don't own owns us, it means whenever we have those shadow aspects that people could judge or they could do something to make us feel small, it means we're actually plugged into them. That's where our worth is plugged into. However, when we unplug that and put it back into ourselves and fully integrate that, that's when we're not plugged into anything. And in terms of pure magnetism, it's fascinating because what we're all craving more than anything on the planet is to be fully loved and to be fully loved for exactly who we are. So when you really start to pull all that back in, integrate on the subconscious level and love yourself fully, own yourself for all of the flaws, the world can't take its eyes off of you because that's all we want more than anything. And if you look at a couple of key celebrities, I like to always say like Angelina Jolie is a great one. Gab- Gabby Hoffman's another one. Jennifer Lawrence is another great one. These are people when you're watching them in interviews that they, they're totally... They're happy to talk about all of their flaws. They're so personable with you. These are people who are owning, owning that darkness, owning the things within them that a lot of us just walk around so fearful that other people will find out. If we can look at that and address that, and then the other key part is reparenting all of that imprintation we picked up in childhood and adolescence, those are like such pure keys to magnetism. With the um, reparenting, what are some of the common themes that you see that people hold or carry with them that you have to work on with reparenting? Not good enough for what they want to do authentically in their life. That's like the key, key one. We as a society aren't really taught, especially if you come from anything with like uh, immigrating parents is a really big one, parents that are academics, parents that grew up in a lot of poverty. We tend to have a lot of limiting beliefs that were placed on us that if we really follow our soul's purposes, our authentic truths, that we won't be successful for them. So that's like one of the biggest unblockings when it comes to career and money. Most people, if they really tap in, they... 90% want to be doing something different than they are in career today. So that's like a really big one and beautiful one to watch when people transform that in career. Um, And then the other big ones, women, like unfortunately have, we have so much around body and sexuality. That's a huge, huge component. And a lot of issues with either mom or dad is a really big one. And it just, it's not our parents' fault. It's just what they grew up with. Um, So there's a lot of unblocking with that. And then honestly, the really biggest part is just expansion. A lot of us as souls chose these bodies 
for the human experience. And a lot of us tended to not land in the family that licensed us to be our most authentic selves. So it's we didn't get to really see to believe what was possible around us. So needing to go out and experience that expansion. I want to get to expanders in a second, but you mentioned magnetism before. So I know that in our episode, we talked a lot about that and then we did some work surrounding it post-episode. I realized in terms of drawing in and attracting um, opulence, abundance, financial abundance, I was... There was like a bill that my parents were paying. It was like a small bill from like six years ago and I didn't realize (laughs) they were still paying it. It was kind of in like the back of my mind. And after talking to you and after doing the opulence program, I realized that that was like kind of a... I was withdrawing that money from a place that wasn't totally aligned with how I wanted to receive that abundance. Can you speak to kind of the ways in which we can be blocked or how to open up those portals so that we can magnetize? Absolutely. So money specifically? Sure. Yeah. Everyone's like, how do I have more money? Yeah. So with money, money is actually like money and love are the easiest. When you figure them out, boy, are they so easy. But it takes a minute to really get there and figure them out. It took me a long time to get there and figure it out. But with money, the really interesting thing is, number one, more than anything to look at is always the programming we grew up with. So when people are doing opulence and unblocked, you really get to go through and look at all of the programming that you grew up with um, all of the lack consciousness that was around you. So whether you come from money and you have all of the programming of like, you know, be quiet, be secretive, people will judge you. They always want to take your money. I mean, it comes from that to lack to immigration is a really big one. I see a lot. Um, And just spending habits. rich people are bad. I mean, there's so much programming that we're not even aware of that we grow up with. And so I guess a really key thing to actually talk about for a moment with manifestation for people who maybe aren't familiar with this, I don't believe that we manifest from our thoughts. That's a big thing taught in what I call pop new age manifestation, where it's like, think positive. Your thoughts create your reality. Look, <laughs> we think in such polarity at all times. I'm great. I'm, I suck. This, that, judgment. We, if we were that powerful, our lives would be a shit show. <laughs> like, we're just not that powerful. So something really um, important to hit on really quickly is that I actually believe that we manifest from our subconscious mind, meaning that limbic brain that imprinted from the moment we were born up. I mean, it's always continually imprinting. It's Our brains are plastic, so they can really continue to manipulate. But from the moment we were born till about 14, we have a very, very strong imprintation of what we're capable of, how good we are, and how much we can receive in this lifetime. So a lot of the work that people do for my programs are actually going down in a hypnotic process because that's what actually brings the subconscious forward and your conscious mind back. The conscious mind isn't what we manifest from. The subconscious mind is what we project and manifest from. So when it brings that subconscious mind forward, we're getting a really interesting prehistoric view into that limbic brain to see what we actually truly believe, what we are still looping and projecting on, which tends to be very different than what we think we believe. I don't know if you guys have had that experience, but it's like, oh God, like I didn't even realize I was carrying that around. And so... What I will add to that as well, anywhere on a sub on the subconscious where we feel unworthy and project from that place, that's where we're not manifesting the things we want, where we were raised to feel very worthy of specific 
items and ratio to what we're calling in, that's what we very easily manifest. So it's just important to say that going into answering this further. So number one is taking a look at all of that imprintation we picked up, whether from media, from parents to everything on the subconscious level and really starting to see what blocks we have, what weird programs are projecting. And then secondly, is really looking at opening portals, which is a really important aspect of it. And so I don't know if you guys have read those money manifestation <laughs> books that exist out there, but boy, do they seem magical. Like I can just visualize that check for 5,000 coming in the mail. And yeah, that stuff can happen for sure, but it's definitely not the mainstay. A really important thing I started to realize for manifestation is we actually have to open portals. So I believe that we have to be pretty autonomous beings to manifest career and money that we want if we didn't grow up where our same-sex parent was also achieving what we want to achieve. So meaning if we had a stay-at-home mom and we're a woman and we're out wanting to be a CEO and take over the world, but we weren't exposed to that when we were young and we haven't had mentors that showed us that throughout our lives, which are expanders, we don't really have any space for that experience and that money to come through. So it's really important looking down there what we were exposed to and then looking to open up portals of how we can actually start to have space to manifest that money in. So portals are a really big component. It's not just like visualizing the money you want. You actually have to open up space by creating new offerings or new experiences or new jobs or whatever it is your portal will be. That's something you can discover in opulence. That actually creates the space for it to come through. Now, what Lindsay's talking about is if we... I learned really quickly. And this is some... I was so broke. Like so, so broke most of my life. And I learned really quickly that if we put our power into wanting to receive money from someone else or something else, we're communicating energetically to the universe that we're not worthy or capable of making that ourselves. So if someone's portal and goal and intention in life, let's say, is to be a stay-at-home wife or a stay-at-home husband... That's beautiful, but your portal is open just for your partner, not for you to actually make money and receive money. So if you're someone who wants this bigger career and to make more money, but your parents still pay for a lot of things in your life, your portal's actually open for your family, not for yourself to have money to come through. So a very key component is to actually close down all of those portals that communicate to the universe. Universe, I don't trust you and my money doesn't come from you. It comes from something else. It's closing those down and beginning to open up portals that money can come through for you specifically. So it's not uncommon that I see clients or people who are doing the work, myself included, the moment that you close down these other portals and open up your own and really do the work where you do have limiting beliefs of what is possible for you and you find the expansion around it, it's not uncommon for money to just start coming in for people. But that is kind of the equation that cracks the cash. Yeah, I always, what I love about Lacey's work and a lot of you guys who also do it is the energetics behind it and the fact that it isn't just the one side of it. So it's not just thinking, I have a lot of money, I have a lot of money, repeating the mantras, that kind of thing. There's so much more to the work that involves the shadow, that involves energetics of portals. So only allowing portals that align with a belief that you are deserving of the money, which is like things that I've applied to my life. I just quit my full-time job to... <laughs> Yay! Thanks, y'all. 
to do almost 30 full time. And I remember talking about the portals and thinking about this portal that of the paycheck that I received every two weeks for 40 hours a week that wasn't aligned with me, that was hard to get, you know, that was just kind of like painful. Like it was like 40 hours of my time spent getting this painful paycheck that didn't make me feel good or didn't, you know, really do anything in particular helpful for my life. But then there was a portal that we had with Almost 30 that was open, that was easy, that was loving, that was fun, that money came really easily. So closing down the portal of my 9 to 5 job to allow the Almost 30 podcast portal to be my only portal of money where we're getting money coming in and then also doing the shadow work has just changed the game. So knowing that I'm worthy of making money in a creative way, I'm making money in a way that feels good to me, that is aligned to me, which I'm still working on. Because for me, that's something that I really work with and live with now is the belief that I can make money doing what I love and I'm deserving of that. That's a really hard one. I mean, yeah. how many people have that issue in here? It's a hard one. And that took me a long... I mean, it took... It takes time (laughs) to be able to trust that, to believe that, to really reprogram that. But the beauty is actionable steps along the way speed up the process. And you've been doing that, leaving the job that no longer serves you, which probably was one of the hardest things you've had to do because it's so secure. And that's a lot of people's fear, you know? So the actionable steps help us catch up a lot quicker because it's like we jump and then we're okay. It's like it it strengthens our trust muscle Mm -hmm. along the way. And I had um, jumped before, but not done the shadow work around it. So I had jumped and it didn't work because I hadn't done the work around believing that I was deserving of making money, being creative, being who I was all the time. Um, So I've also experienced that on the flip side too. And I wanted to talk to you, I don't know if you want to talk to, but I want to talk a little bit about the expanders, which we touched on a little bit. So expanders is something for me that from our first conversation has really um, stuck with me. And I think it's the reason why I originally was drawn to podcasts. So I've been listening to podcasts for a few years now, even before we started a podcast. And I was always hearing these conversations with these amazing people, learning all of these things. And it just literally blew my mind. I'm like, relating to people that are on levels that are... a million years above. And even for us on the podcast now, we are interviewing with people that are CEOs of companies. They're doing these amazing things. They're huge expanders for us. You know, they they make us believe that what they can achieve is also possible for us. And that's where expanders has been super important and impactful for me is being in situations and rooms with people that are have aspects of a life that I want to live that I also can mimic what they're doing to achieve that as well. I would love for you to talk about expanders. Yeah, so expanders are kind of the key. Reprogramming expanders and then really actually making the actionable steps. Those are truly the three most important things. And so expanders are huge. So how many people in here understand and have heard that rhetoric of like, just visualize what you want? Have you guys practiced it? Has it like had a lot of success for everybody? It has? Good. It's See, like it, it usually will be very few people in the room who are like, yeah, I, everything I think about and visualize it comes. And I just say that from someone who's jaded and who did it for years and being like, I remember having my vision board and like waitressing at the Laugh, Fact- Laugh Factory and calling in 
and having deadlines to the universe from my Malibu home with like a sauna and a pool that year. You know, it was just like so outlandish. But (laughs) it didn't come, needless to say. So you can understand why I'm a little jaded. No. But so the whole concept that I did start to learn what always worked were this concept that I coined expanders. Essentially, when I would surround myself with or spend time with people who already have inhabit, are successful in what I want, and I related to them, I identified with them, meaning, oh, we're very similar. We come from pretty similar backgrounds. If they have it, I could have it too. I started to realize the things I wanted would come very quickly within ratio to that expander. And it started to happen over and over and over again that I was like, oh, visualizing isn't like the big key. Sure, it's still something I'll do right before I fall asleep at night. More, It's more for clarity now than it is for manifestation. It's just like, what do I want? So then I'll go into a visualization, a hypnotic state to see what that clarity is. But it's uh, expanders will speed up everything for anybody in this room. And what that, and it's kind of the hardest component because you have to go out and find them or you have to call them in, you know, kind of like a partner. And so essentially, it's that exact model of what I was just talking about, whatever you're manifesting right now. So let's say if it's a relationship, you know, they're very easy to use as examples. If there's, um, let's say you are always with the emotionally unavailable person or partner dating experience, right? It just means that you grew up with an emotionally unavailable parent in your life. Somewhere in your life, you have that. Um, And so that's what you imprinted on your subconscious mind that you're worthy of. That's what love looked like for you when you were small. So... It just means that you have to go through and reprogram that. But one of the most important capacities of that like manifestation is your subconscious mind believes that those are the only type of relationships you are worthy of. So you actually have to go and show this limbic brain. I like to call it like a toddler. It's so slow to catch up. You have to go show it that no, exactly what you want does exist out there. It can happen. And in fact, it happens a lot. That's kind of the whole goal. And so if we're just using that dating experience and model, let's say you're wanting a very compassionate, great communicator who is uh, wants a commitment and whatever, all the things, wants a family, if that's your goal, you, you're going to need to go out and find a person who you identify with who's in relationship with that and that it's successful. And it doesn't have to be the whole shebang. You can go and find aspect expanders is what I'll call them, where it's like, wow, they have a lot of it and they really have the strong communication. And then another relationship has a lot of it, but they have the lifestyle or just whatever. Those are your aspect people. So you don't have to get hung up if it's not the full shebang or if you don't fully identify with the person, but you're close enough. And there's this really key moment that happens that feels kind of guilty and superficial, but it's actually when you're working with low self-worth, it's really important. It's this moment that happens where you go, let's take a female, female experience with somebody else where you're like, she's not that great. I'm better. I can definitely have that. That's when you know you've expanded. And even though that feels kind of superficial, (laughs) that's just your low self-worth subconscious trying to take care of you. It's That's all that ego is at the end of the day is your subconscious. So, or your shadow is more of what ego is. And the shadow again is what's living in there saying why we're not good enough. If anybody ever found that out about us, they wouldn't love us, right? When we deal with that part. We kind of get rid of that voice in our head that's stopping us. So expanders are huge, huge, huge. If if people like didn't do anything else, but they found expanders and they didn't take any more shit, you could manifest a lot of stuff. <laughs> like a lot of stuff. 
So last thing before Q&A, the, so once you find your expanders and once you say no to the fuck boys and close those portals... <laughs> that like, sounds really personal. I don't know. Like, <laughs> no, but just, you know, in for that example, way, for relationships. Yeah. <laughs> I know you've talked about the dark period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'd love for you to expand upon that and talk about the tests that might happen right when you say, no, I've experienced it. Mm-hmm. So how to navigate that and come out the other side. So on the site, I have a thing that's called the Formula Magnetism Workshop. And what it is, it's the whole formula of how to manifest. So what you're referring to is there's this thing that always happens. It's called... I call it the magic dark, which I'm realizing for a couple of years now, all the languaging, I'm like, what is this? But that's the only way I could put um, terms on energy. So... The magic dark, it's what I started to realize always happens with manifestation for myself. And then now I've seen it through hundreds of people. So it definitely always happens. And who was it? I was at dinner actually last week with a woman, Gemini. They're like the second quickest manifestors. And she was like, you know what I realized? Every time when I'm like out getting a new office, she's an architect. She's like, it's like I always get tested. And I was like, you do. So being tested is a really important part of the formula and the process. The moment that... So another thing for anybody who hasn't tuned into any of the podcasts that's really important to state aside from the fact that we manifest from our subconscious mind is I believe in my opinion, based on all of the energetics, I believe the only intention for source, universe, ourself, whatever you're connecting to God... The only intention in this human experience, because when we come onto the planet, even though we've had, you know, maybe potentially past lives or prior experiences, we come on as our fully authentic selves, totally fully authentic and whole. And then through society and parents and peers, we start to create all of these shadowy things, limiting beliefs, right? We have pain, shame, trauma, all the stuff that's laid onto us. So I believe what actually makes us our most, most magnetic selves is if we get back into that totally whole, authentic self-worth space. That's when we can attract anything we want if we're fully expanded through expanders. Like you think of it, anything can happen. And so something that will tend to happen when you are manifesting something that's greater than where you are. And as human beings, we tend to want things that are greater than where we are. We're always striving. So if you just bring to mind something right now that you're manifesting, I assume it's somewhere greater than where you already are or what you have, right? So in order to align with that thing, our self-worth has to grow and align with it. That's what getting into the frequency means, right? Is our self-worth is aligning with that the self-worth energetically of that other thing. So when we... And I'll take the relationship model again because it's so easy. When we start saying no to the fuck boys, we were saying yes to them because on a subconscious level, we wanted attention and we thought maybe they'd like us or maybe we'd be the one to change them. But no, uh, not a chance. There's a whole partnership workshop too. If you're, in that, if you're in that experience, I'm like, why don't I just make this $68 instead of paying a lot of money to come talk to me? Because it's actually pretty fucking easy. You just have a lot more self-respect and then you can manifest your partnership. But when we start to say no to the opportunities that are coming in, and especially if we were settling prior in an experience, so this is applicable to a job, to an apartment, to a friendship, to a relationship. So we'll take the dating model. Let's say we had been just kind of only getting in people who want to hook up or they don't want to commit or 
they might seem like the whole package, but at the end of the day, they're like, I'm not ready. You know, whatever that is. Let's say that we've been doing that for a while. (laughs) I was there, trust me. This is how I figured this out. Um, Let's say we've been doing that for a while and then we make our list to start calling in the thing we really want. You have to imagine that thing we really want, its self-worth is higher than where we are, right? Because if we're really wanting that person who has the compassion and the commitment and all of the things, we have to actually get there ourselves with ourselves, right? And so the universe, knowing this, will start to send you tests to be like, and the tests are really pretty packages that are like, are you sure? You're sure you're you're sure you have self-worth and you're gonna say no to anything else that isn't worth where you are and where you want to be. And so those are called tests, right? And you'll get them. You'll start to really notice them now when you're in your manifestation. Who, like Maggie, you are probably familiar, pretty familiar with tests. Lila, you just passed a whole bunch. Like they come out of the woodwork, right? You're like, what the fuck is my ex-boyfriend from whatever? Like we don't even talk anymore. It's like getting in touch all of a sudden. The universe is like, you sure? You really sure? And you have to be like, I'm not fucking around here. I'm sure. Okay, this is this is where we're at. Um, so after you've passed all of those, the weird series of things that come through, you will go into this mat. And if you have been reprogramming on the subconscious and you have had enough expansion that there's space now. You've seen enough of these relationships to know you are worthy of this and it's possible. You've been saying no to all of the tests. You've been doing all of the subconscious reprogramming where you feel small and unworthy of the situation. You will usually go into what's called a magic dark. And it's this moment where I like to say it's like when the water recedes. It's like all of a sudden, it's the darkest before the dawn. And this is especially true for people who are manifesting career and jobs and they or apartments and things, and they've jumped off of a cliff. And they're like, whoa, my savings is almost gone. <laughs> and I've said no to a lot of jobs that aren't compatible with what I want. It's the universe's last and big final test to really test. Like, You're sure that A, you trust me implicitly, and B, you 100% believe that you're worthy of what you want and you're never settling again. And then bam, that's when the thing comes through. And that can be a very, very hard period for people who are just new to this and not familiar. It took me a long time to build what I like to call a trust muscle to always really hold out for that. And now truthfully, the magic dark's my favorite period because I'm so strong in it and I trust it so much that I'm like, ooh, I can't wait to see what comes through. But it's very, very counterintuitive with everything society has ever taught us about being safe, about being on a linear path. So that magic darky place is really nice. What I like to tell people is like to have support around you who can really like kind of do this with you. Like it seems like you guys are a great support team where you can be like, look, girl, you are in the magic dark. Do not settle for that like model or whatever. Like, don't do it. <laughs> You're so close and he's just not that into you. <laughs> so, so having like a buddy system when you're like really building that trust muscle can be really powerful. Thank you. That was perfect. And then the last thing I wanted to say too about the expanders thing that you guys have taught me is that it's so important for us to stand in our light and our... I know that sounds so cliche and corny. It was almost hard for me to say, but... It's like a country song. <laughs> it I did. Love that. And I'm going to stand up and be like, hey, I stand. 
it's just like really important that if something is working in your life, if you are in a relationship that is amazing and loved, loving, and you are loved and it is everything you want it to be, it's important that you share that with people so that they can see that it's possible too. So if you're in a uh, career that is amazing, you feel like you're seen, you feel creative, you feel supported, it's important that you tell people so they can see that it's possible for them too. So I feel like as women as men too, in a lot of situations, but from my experience as a woman, we oftentimes don't express to others how good things are because we don't want to make people feel bad or insecure. Or maybe it's just my Midwest background. It's kind of us just being nice. We're like, oh yeah, well, it's okay, but I got this or this. It's really important that if there is something that is working for you in some aspect of your life that you share it with others and they see that it's possible too. It's really a responsibility, I feel. And I like I wouldn't have anything in my life right now if it weren't for like I like to call expanders my parents. Like they really have reparented me to show me that everything my soul desires on this planet is possible. So I think that's such a great message that is so important if you <clears throat> can serve as an expander, do. And again, that's just like I might offend a lot of people saying this, but um, when you go back to pagan times, like everyone was a pagan, right? Or an animalist and a spiritualist before the the First Testament was channeled, right? So like from Egypt to Ireland to Native Americans, everybody kind of had similar uh, beliefs. You know, there were multi-gods and you believe that all living things had a spirit. You know, it was very much in touch with nature. And then once the First Testament was channeled, there was a lot that unfortunately started to make us a lot more subservient and not not we had to feel a lot of shame. It created a lot of shame for us. Sexual shame, it created a lot of um, don't be hubris, you know, all these, these limitations that have created so much uh, limiting beliefs within the freedom of our true spirit and what we truly desire. So really being able to, to look at not only um, pure, pure media, programming and societal and parental, but also anything we've picked up subliminally from growing up in a very puritanical um, country. <laughs> like, and I hate, I hope that doesn't offend so many people because I really, really respect and admire anybody's both political and religious beliefs. But when it does come to manifestation, it's very important to look at anywhere like that where you're afraid of being in your light or feeling like you may be hubris. And I'm just a proponent of breaking down any type of shame, any type of shame. Because number one, more than anything, if you want to know what creates a block from manifesting, it's shame you've picked up in your life. So I just want to touch on that too. Beautiful. Great. Um, we'd love to open up for Q&A. So please don't hold back. This is a safe space. If you'd like to ask Lacey any questions, we'll be around with the microphone. Okay, so how do I start? Like, what do yeah. I do? <laughs> <laughs> this is a great question. This is where... <laughs> yeah, um, well, this is such a good question because we had that coming in so much. They're like, well, there's so many things, but where do we start? And um, so we did on the website create a start here page. But uh, like just energetically, a really, really great place to start for anybody who's like, wow, this all sounds wacky and totally new and not what I know to be true with manifestation. One of the key, key places to start literally right now is to look at anywhere in your life that doesn't feel like a hell yes. And you need to start saying no. That will create magnetism right away. Anything. And it does, I mean, I don't care if it's like Friday night family meal because that's what we've been doing for generations 
generations in our Italian family, if it makes you feel like shit, it needs to be a no. So really starting to clear space of anywhere in your life where you're settling still that doesn't feel good, that makes you feel small. Just watch how much that does in your life of clearing that out of the way, saying no, and watch all of the tiny little magical things that start to trickle in. But if you're really like, wow, I want to do some heavy lifting and I want to start expanding and I want to start reprogramming and working on my shadow, head to the website and just click the button start here. And it's a whole video of me being like, these are all the different ways to start. (laughs) Hi, Lacey. Thank you so much. So I would love to know, okay, so as someone who has done the shadow work, has definitely done the visualization, has done the reprogramming yeah. and with the expanders. The one thing I keep seeing though is because I did have early childhood trauma. I was sexually molested every I'm day. Sorry. Thank you. Uh, every Ugh. day for three years. Um, from the time I was six to the time I was eight. And thank you for being so honest with thank that. It you. just shows that you've been really doing some shadow the, work yes, around that. Yes, And it's something that I really speak to those in my community to show awesome. that it's not where we start, but where we finish. And it's more about surviving as opposed to just sitting in the survival mode. But what I've noticed is it definitely has created a block for me that I didn't even know until recently subconsciously. Like, oh, there's a pattern now that I'm seeing in my relationships. And we were just talking about this this morning where whoever I'm attracting, it's like everything I want, but then there's something in them that says that I'm too much for them. Uh, And it's now been reoccurring. We're like, well, I would really love it. it. You are everything I want, Liza, but can you lower yourself or can you, you're, you're too independent or you're too much. It's too much noise because you have so much going on and you're too successful. And I was like, okay, that I have to take responsibility for that. So I would love to know how you work through that to get past that. And have you been doing the DREs on this? Yeah. Whenever it comes up and what sort of, when you're down there, what, what's the triggering memories that are coming up? Uh, my uncle telling me that I would never be worth more than anything yep. than sex yep. in this life. Totally. And that the reason my parents were divorced was because I wasn't born a boy. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but it's obviously why you're here to be this advocate and this voice. And that's why we experience any really shitty things. So yeah. thank you. And we need to have Lila, if you're Lisa, open to yeah. it. Well, Lila, I was oh. saying we need to have Elisa as a cure if you're open to it. Because yeah, you're here it. to really expand and share people. Yeah. But um, so the biggest things that I would suggest if you are there and it's not moving, right? A couple of modalities like we've tried recently that I think are pretty profound. I don't know if you've ever experienced them, but EMDR might just mean that your whole nervous system needs to really integrate it on a much deeper level, not just here. Okay. So that's a really powerful modality and tapping I hear from people. Tapping's never been successful for me, but EMDR was, I don't know if anybody's tried it. It was really powerful. Okay. Well, yeah, the only recommendation that I have so far, and she's in San Diego, so it's not a great one, but I know that many therapists are licensed for that. And what I always recommend if you're searching around for a therapist to work through this with, have dates with them. Because I'm such a codependent. I'm like, oh my God, I went once and now I have to keep going because we have this like relationship and I, <laughs> I have this loyalty. I have like Leo and Aquarius. We're very loyal. So um, I always suggest that too upfront if you're a codependent to make sure when you're testing them out just on the phone, like, hey, I'd love a session just to do a trial to see if we both work together. Um, and just calling around and trying them until you find one locally that really connects with you. But I found that to be very profound and why I did when she explained it to me, she was like, Lacey, you realize that you're a trauma therapist, right? And I had no, I mean, I'm just doing what seems to work for myself and others. And she was like, but what's so powerful about EMDR 
and especially an experience that that's deeply ingrained. You're experiencing mm-hmm. that every single day of your life, which is makes me want to murder someone, but hi, hi, hi. So what it does is because when we go through trauma, essentially, apparently our eyes freeze. There was this uh, therapist, uh, psychologist who started to realize this, that our eyes and nervous system freeze. So we literally don't process that. So if you look at animals and stuff, when they go through trauma, they shake and uh-huh. their eyes move around and things happen. So their whole body's processing it. So essentially, not only is it imprinting in your brain when you experience that trauma, but you're frozen in it too. And so the deeper integration isn't releasing through your body. So it's like when they do this work with you, which is like they make your eyes look both ways and you go through and relive and you you do all the things, it apparently integrates in your deep nervous system and you go through it enough times until you literally have no feeling associated with any of it anymore. Like you kind of completely heal it. So that's maybe something that might be... Because especially you're so aware of the triggers and the patterning and it sounds like you're really... Another thing that I do like to say too about anybody who's doing any simple um, neuroplasticity work is it takes time. Mm -hmm. It takes reinforcement, reinforcement. When you look at the statistics, it takes like, I think... 3,000 days to create a full new loop Mm -hmm. in your brain that's looping on something else. So this might just be a quicker way for you who... To get the loop. Yeah, to get the loop going and to really get rid of it so that you don't feel like you're too much anymore because you're still projecting that on a very deep, deep level. It's not integrating. So I'm so glad that you experienced that and we have to talk to you after to potentially be a cure. Oh, good. And thank Mm -hmm. you for being so vulnerable and that as an expander is what helps other people. So thank you for that. Yeah. What does EMDR stand for? What does it stand for? Emotional? Yeah. Did you look it up? (laughs) Okay. I'm glad I wasn't the only one. Oh, it's eye movement. Yes. What is it? Electromagnetic. (laughs) Like emotional. Uh, I don't know. Oh, eye movement, desensitization and reprocessing. Hmm. You know, what's interesting that you just said that and it just hit me is I have very strong memories of when it happened. Um, so my stepmother also tried killing me during this time. God, so it was a lot your soul on. really just was like, we're going for we're this. Going for yeah, it. let's yeah. take this body. But what's interesting <laughs> is, so to that end, in terms of freezing, I literally, and I can do it right now, like I would leave my body yeah. and I would look, look above my body yep. and I could see my body being limp and he would have to shake me to wake me back up. And yeah. I would remember just having this like deep gasp to like wow. come back in. And it would happen repeatedly. And unfortunately, you know, the molestation happened with more than one family member as a oh. result because I then, I obviously was channeling that yep. I would keep it secret. Yeah. Um, but when you said that, that totally shook my core because I was like, no, you're right. Like I would freeze. Yes. And I would just leave. And that feeling throughout your body, that shake is always your intuition saying, yep, that's what I need to do next. So I'm glad that you experienced that. Thank you for sharing. I'm so grateful. And I'm just so proud to watch you on this journey of healing and healing others. So that's amazing. Yeah. So I'm leaving my full-time dream job next week. Woohoo! I'm so excited. Yeah. I have my dream job and I'm leaving it. Good. Fuck it. Out of there. Bad. Yeah. Because it sucks. Yeah, no, I'm bad. kidding. <laughs> uh, when I actually got it, I was like, oh, yeah, not what it is. And that's um, a great way to decipher if you're... A lot of people will manifest and call things in. And when you get... Like you start to get, for lack of a better word, good at it. It's actually a good way to be like, no, I didn't want that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, that. good. So I'm pairing that 
this experience with reparenting, which I know is like definitely necessary for doing the next step. But I'm consciously aware that I need this support for like a certain time of my life. Absolutely. So I'm I'm like halfway through reparent right now. And so like the toddler, like, I don't know, younger, like before teenage, basically, mm-hmm. I'm like, when I'm doing it, I'm like, okay, just like get through it so I can get to like the good stuff. Yeah. Do you recommend that you redo those like days in that moment? Like the next day, just go back and do it or just go through the whole thing and then do it again. And you're saying you're wanting support like a therapist to help you with it. No, I just know that like, I consciously know that that is the time when I like need help. Yeah, from yeah, yeah. Time. You know, oh, you'll, like you feel period. like it's the thing you need to revisit the most, you're There's saying. that certain time. Period. Yeah, oh so, yeah. Like, the toddler phase, I'm like, oh, I'm good. Like, that was, yeah, you're like, got that it. That was fine. I had a cool. good life. Like, yeah. that was fine. So <laughs> I just like don't, when I'm in the toddler like DI, I'm like, okay, like just do it because I have to get through it. Not but, at all. You don't have, after you've done it once through, you, I do them um, totally mixed. So okay. like if I'm having a lot of triggers coming up in my life where it's stuff stemming from where... um I think it's the toddler phase, the day three where yeah. I'm really bad at um, intimacy and saying no and things like that. I'll just go to that day and work through it. Okay. And I can only, I do all of the workshops still, myself included, but I have to give them breaks in between because I'm too smart where I'm like, I know what I'm going to say and do here. Like yeah. my mind gets going. I definitely have something that comes up from it. It's not like it's not valuable, yeah. but it, I just know that in the, like, Still in that moment, I'm like, all right, but it's going to get good on yeah. day six. Like, this, <laughs> this, is, like, this is coming. So I'm yeah. like, just get through it. Like, here I am sitting yeah. here. But, you know, you can totally not okay. do it in sequence. I don't feel like guilty that I didn't get like some like really great journal prompts. No, 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 no. I'm like, no. Right, I'll, I'll, I'll go back tomorrow. Tomorrow will be better. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Going. Yeah. No, absolutely. You can totally keep it going or, cool. or do out of sequence or once you've gone through it all once, um, let your intuition keep yeah. guiding you. I have a friend go. doing it at the same time. We good. work together. She's also quitting her job. So. Oh, wow. Good. Yeah, she, they I have told these her buddy systems. She was like, you know what? I like this, Lacey. I'm quitting too. <laughs> and she's like, I'm going to put in my two weeks before you. So oh my God. Like, this is awesome. Yeah, and you awesome. have nothing when you jump at yeah. all? You're just jumping off the cliff? You don't have like a safety net? Uh, kind of. Cool. I'm from Philadelphia. I'm moving across to here, across the country in six weeks. Wow. So you're just out here visiting, looking for places right yeah. now? You're yeah. so magnetic. Wait yeah. till you leave that job. Watch yeah, what's going to happen. Wait. I hate corporate. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I feel so bad because we don't give enough support for people who are in corporate and love it. But 100%. I don't have any real experience with that because I've always, all my clients, ever, I've never had a client that's like, I'm here to manifest up the corporate ladder. So that's why we don't give enough. Ex- but if anybody isn't supported or someone's listening to this and you're like, but I love my corporate job, I just please write in to support it and I'll answer that. I just don't have any experience with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hi. Um, This is all really fun, interesting stuff. So um, I'm about to expand my company. Cool. um, Which I'm really excited about. Um, But I'm also terrified because I've been running my company for four years with my husband. And we don't have any overhead because Mm -hmm. we basically hire people per project. Yeah. Which is amazing because 
we don't have overhead. Yeah. <laughs> so that's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. So on the other hand, though, we've been doing a lot of work and reflection about where we want to go and where we want to be. And we're just starting to understand more and more how important it is to have someone who can really be doing some of the searching for projects work totally. while we're creatively still delving in what we do. Absolutely. Um, so, which again is very exciting, but it's like, I feel like every time I have this discussion with someone, it's like most people are like, Ooh, oh, are you man. ready for that? Damn like, it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's yeah. like, Oh, I don't know. I thought I was until you said I wasn't. Yes. Like, I, <laughs> yes. So I just feel like, I don't know at what point, Am I supposed to like pull that trigger or is it something that I just need to feel out with time and continuously like get to the point until it just feels good? Or am I supposed to like jump the gun before it feels good and it'll feel good eventually? Totally. Or- <laughs> so this is all, these are such great questions. So first thing I want to touch on that I like to tell people when you're in the process of expansion, even if you're not manifesting, uh, if you're in the process of expansion in any capacity in your life, don't talk to other people who don't get it and aren't there. Um, and this goes for anything, like someone who has a dream, who's starting something. I know a lot of uh, self help or motivational stuff will be like, tell everyone so you're accountable. It's bullshit with manifestation unless there's someone who really is in that position and understands it. Otherwise, I like to say, you have to be in such worth when you're doing this work that it knocks you off your like worth belt. So number one, stop talking to those people. Two, I was 100% in your position as well. I I mean, before last year, I was working 14, 16 hour days with the brand doing everything like shooting. Right. I mean, it was obscene what I was doing. And you know, like no wonder there was so many grammatical errors. There probably still are, but whatever. Um, anyway. And so I had to go seek out expanders to show me that it's possible. I had financial fear, especially same. I had no overhead, you know, and, um, I went out and found a few expanders and there's a couple of quotes that I'd like to say to you. One's actually from the first uh, woman who started working with me, who's our creative consultant. And she said one of the best... uh, Yeah, write it down because this will help you remember. One of the best pieces of advice that she received, I forget where she said she got this from, was hire before you're ready to hire. Because once you're ready, it's too late. (laughs) That's one. And then um, she, I brought her on because I was uh, at a point where I couldn't do everything anymore. I was going to have a nervous breakdown. And I brought her on specifically to help me film the Formula Magnetism Workshop, but most importantly, to help hire um, the first person on our team. And so she... At that point, I started to call in our first person, who's Lila. And I, st- I literally was like 24 Capricorn. Like, I, I was so specific. It was like calling in a partner. But I, at the same time, still had to go and talk to expanders. And one of my last expanders, who is the, one of the founders, the co-founders of Cat Beauty, her name's Carrie Lynn. I said, Carrie Lynn, how did you know that it was time to hire? How did you feel safe enough? And she went, oh, Lacey, that's easy. Anything I can do, I know somebody else can do it way better, which has been totally the truth for everyone on our team. And I'm like now the least competent on our team. I feel like everybody's way more skilled than I am. And yeah, that's the best thing I can say. Like just from a company perspective, the moment that Lila came on board and after Lila, I was like, we need to hire this. Like within the capacity of what we can afford, like we need to hire this and this and this. 
the the company has grown so much and it's allowed us to now buy a retreat property. And it, without having done that, we wouldn't have expanded as a company. Um, it's it's so important. So I hope that I can just be an expander for you today. Tell you to stop listening to the naysayers. They're just in fear. They love you, but they're in fear. And then really start to seek out who your true business expanders are, who can really expand you during this process so that you can get the right people in. Yeah, do it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the best. Like, oh my God, it'd be so bored if I didn't have you guys around. You guys are the best. Yeah. Um, so I just, this popped in my head, but I was actually the first person that Carrie Lynn hired full time. Oh my I God. You're like, I hated it. I left. No, I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. But <laughs> being in a situation where your boss is like, trust you and lets you make autonomous decisions out like I was going to, like, wow. is amazing. And that's, I mean, it's not corporate, but that experience was really incredible as a young person. So from an employee perspective, I think if that's your mindset going into it, the people that are going to come work for you are... Oh, totally. I imagine. Yeah. Um, can you talk a little bit more about being unable to find your shadow trigger words? Because I've gone through that like... <laughs> 20 times. Totally. Still can't hit Another place, like people who are going through the shadow workshop, I always like to say when you're looking at these words or these triggers, if it doesn't make you really angry, emotional, or want to throw up, you haven't hit it yet. <laughs> like you haven't hit the true, true shadow. It should feel like a knife in your stomach. That's like, ooh, that's that thing back there. I'm real afraid of people finding out about me because that's when I'm like really not an okay human being. That's Those are the ones you want to deal with first. <laughs> those are like the big heavy hitters where you start to see a lot of manifestations come your way when you've been addressing those. But another great place to look is in society. Like really Really looking, if you're like, God, I can't really find them in the workshop and actually finding them out in your everyday life and taking those through the workshop are really looking at all of the people whose opinions you care about the most and why you care. Like it's a great way to get down deeper. And when you've hit on something, keep digging, keep digging. And I always like to tell the story of a client of mine who is now a good friend and she had been single for seven years. She Her big thing right before she moved to New York was... Her stepmother, who was intoxicated at the time because she had a boyfriend, the the client did. She said, when you go to New York, you're so invested in this boyfriend, you're going to turn out to be nothing just like me. And in that moment, she was like, I've got... It was all subconscious, but I've got to ditch this guy. I want to make it in New York. You know, I come from this family. I like that's... It hasn't been a healthy environment. Like my dream is to make it in New York. So she really had because of that shadow, she blocked a relationship for seven years. It was all unconscious for her why she was pushing all relationships away, literally like subconsciously <laughs> pushing them away was because they would ruin her life and she would turn out just like her stepmom. And so basically we were going... She was going through the workshop and we happened to have a session right during the workshop. And she was like, yeah, I think I hit my shadow word. And I forget what it was. It was... And I was like, I don't think you have because you're not too worked up about this. And so I had to bring in a lot of other elements to her in order to really find that for her. And finally, the last one was the guy that she had broken up with. He also now moved to New York, lived in her neighborhood and had a baby and a wife. So she got to run into them all the time. And so I was like, if we brought him into your apartment right now and he just called you 
the most honest, disgraceful thing you can imagine. Like he said it to you and it's the thing that would make you crumble. What is it? And finally for her, the word was pathetic. And she was like, <laughs> all started crying. Like if he called me pathetic. And so we go through that mirror exercise together. It's really amazing when you have it with another person. Cause I would be like, great, you're pathetic. I think you're like awful and pathetic. And she's like, you're so mean. I'm awful and pathetic. And we're going through it and going, I'm like, you're so pathetic. Oh my God. Like I can't even look at you. You. And finally, through the middle, it was like neutral for her. She's like, I'm pathetic, you know? And then at the end, she's laughing and she's like, oh my God, I can't believe subconscious. She's like, I'm great. Like my life's great and I'm doing this and all this stuff. And at the end, pathetic was just something she registered that she was. And that's why she was un- unworthy of a relationship. So the word doesn't have to be really bad. It just has to hit the true thing you're subconsciously holding that, that, it, that you have no awareness of that um, would bring you the most shame. And so you can really start to find that outside in your everyday life of the people from high school whose opinions you care about or the parents or the things or someone you just meet that you put on a pedestal and, oh my God, what if they found out this about me? That's where you can start to do that investigative work. Does that help a bit? (laughs) Poor Maggie, you've been doing them all forever. (laughs) That's great. We have time for two more questions. Yeah. Hello. Hi. Um, okay, so I, I'm noticing a theme. People are jumping off cliffs. Yes. Like, <laughs> it's also jobs. these eclipses, I think. It's very common right now. Yeah. Like a lot of lives are changing at the moment. Definitely. Um, I too left my job, but a while ago. Congrats. Thank you. And um, I thought it was my dream job. It just wasn't serving me anymore. My husband was awesome. He's like, cool. I got this. You do you. Let's figure out what makes you happy. Awesome. So I had all this amazing, loving support to figure out what my interests were and what I really wanted to be doing for myself. The problem is, is twofold. I felt like I had too many different interests, Mm. not being able to choose one thing. Mm -hmm. And then the second being because I had this amazing support, I didn't feel like my own portal was open. Yeah. Like I'm still get like, he's wonderful and like providing. Yeah. But I feel like I'm not, I don't have that like scrappy mentality to like need it for myself. Some people get real comfortable in that spot. Yeah. Yeah. So like, what would you do in that case? Yeah, it's tricky. So um, there's a couple ways you can go about it. Like if we were working together, I would give you a couple of, are you a manifesting generator? What are you? I have no idea. Okay, cool. In human design, I wonder if you are. Are you? Yeah, everybody can terms. Google right now. It's um, Jovian Archive Chart. You can find it. So Jovian Archive Chart, just Google that. And if you have your birth time, you can look it up. It's Human Design. And they also have a wonderful episode on Almost 30 with the Human Design Reader we all use. And it's fascinating. Like if you're into astrology, this is astrology on crack. Like I've never felt so articulated and had so much licensing to be myself. But a common thing with them, manifesting generators, you have so many interests and it's like hard to pin down exactly what you want. So more than that, because sometimes finding the clarity of exactly what we want can take time. It it has to sometimes be presented to us and really great ways to go about that is like, what do you spend most of your time obsessing over and doing? That's one way to start looking at it. But 
what I would suggest, like if we were working together, is to actually stop having funding from him little by little. But I would start to put myself in a pretty desperate place so that I have to get really creative. And it's sad because um, I've been in that position with former partners. Once as an actress, I had a Canadian boyfriend who was like, quit your job and just do acting full time. And I did do it, but it like shit got real comfortable that I didn't get, I wasn't hungry for it. You know what I mean? So that's the first thing I would ask you to do is start to close that portal little by little, even if it's like, what I can't spend this much this month, you know, just small, small, small until you're in a place where you're like, I'm miserable and I have no money. So I better really figure this out is the first first thing I would tell you to do. And it sounds scary, but it'll speed this process up a lot faster. Another really important process, I don't know if you've done this yet, is to really get out totally isolated by yourself, away from the city, away from everything, and just sit with yourself, no electronics, nothing, and just have to allow downloads to come through. That is maybe the, like if we all did that and we all lived in that, I think none of us would be here right now having me talk about manifestation because we could really tap in completely to our intuition and what our intuitive wants are. And then the last thing I would ask is if you're getting clues along the way. So meaning are people telling you, you're so good at that. Oh my gosh, do you have things you know, showing up in threes that are like... For me, for instance, when I was in your position and I had left my teaching job, but I just didn't know what my thing was. And I was like, universe, I won't work for another person. So show me. I kept getting people who were coming up being like, have you seen that blog, My New Roots? Have you seen that blog? And finally, when I looked at it, I was like, oh, yeah, I guess it all just came through. I was like, I guess I'm supposed to start a blog. Not like that blog, but that's the message. So really looking out for what clues are showing up, what things are sounding louder. Because whether we are tuned in or not, we're always being communicated with at all times. So it's up to us to get quiet enough and listen to what's coming through. So those are the three things, the top and first being I would start to completely close that portal so that it has to happen faster. Thank yeah, you. you're welcome. Yeah. One more, yeah. Okay, so I didn't want to talk, so I was like, you have to talk. <laughs> um, okay, so I just went through... Man, I love I love, I love, love this. Thank you, Liza, for inviting me. Oh, yay. Um, this is the first time I hear about you, so I'm definitely following you. Oh, so I awesome. don't know what I am. I just know that I'm a ball of energy. And Great. I just, <laughs> I just went through a breakup a year ago. I just yeah. celebrated my one-year anniversary awesome. on Sunday. After, Sunday. After your breakup, did some shit start to come through for you? kinds of shit. Yeah, always. I was like, he was the wrong one the whole time. How can you even see this shit? Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then your girlfriends tell you after the breakup, like, you guys didn't even go. And I'm like, why don't you tell me this like two years into the... You can't. You wouldn't have listened. You wouldn't have listened. But I had to see it alone. So... (laughs) It's it's been the hardest breakup that I awesome. had to go through, Ugh. um, and it like it 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 made me become vulnerable. Awesome. With, I did a YouTube video on it, <gasps> and I, so I was like, I'm gonna share my story to help others, awesome. right? Because I was dragging. I was I didn't recognize myself six months after the breakup. I was like, you're this strong woman, and I felt su- super weak. We have super to get weak. her for cures too. You're gonna inspire so many people. Yes. Thank you. I felt super weak. I was not afraid to cry. I was not afraid to say I'm awesome. heartbroken. He broke up with me. Fucker. No, and I'm it's kidding. It's like <laughs> I break up with guys. Like yeah. how oh, how? What? Yeah, well, he basically like woke up and was like, I'm done. Okay, so this is my dilemma, lady. I don't know if you can feel me, but I like older men and younger men. Yeah, sure. And so I'm kind of, you know, and Liza meets, we talk, right, about yeah. our dating life. 
And I meet a lot of men that are like ready to put a ring on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm just like, whoa. And, and so, also you're like, are you crazy? You don't know me. Yeah. <laughs> but, it, it is, but it's like, I attract great men. Yeah, yeah. And I, I verbalize that all the time. And so therefore I attract it. Yeah, right? totally. And so I'm like, we got options. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know what I'm saying <laughs> we got options, and I love that. But I get overwhelmed yeah. too because I'm like, "What if this is my soulmate? What if this is my soulmate? Yeah, what yeah. if this guy's gonna give me my twins? This guy has a great yeah, career. yeah, yeah. Yes, you I know? love you. I love you. Yeah, oh, and yes. so I get, I get. My thing is, I have so much energy, and I give, and I teach, and I have a nonprofit for women. And oh I, my god, you know, you're amazing. But I, it overwhelms me. Yeah, sometimes because I'm like. I feel like, and I'm always getting channeled. I'm always getting downloaded. Yeah. I know it. I feel it. I'm blessed and guided. Are you an Aquarius? What are you? I'm a Cancer. Oh, wow. I wonder if you have an Aquarius rising or something. I don't know what I have yeah. rising. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but energy. So that's my thing is, is I get, I'm over, I believe in abundance. Yeah. And so I get a lot of messages and I get a lot of, you know, I meet great people. So sometimes I'm like, do I go right or do I go left? Like mm-hmm. what is... What is my destiny? Totally. Right? And then so I'm like, do I have to go through it to learn? Mm-hmm. But then I'm like, I'm getting older. I want kids. Yeah. And I want twins. <laughs> You'll be fine. <laughs> you got this. One thing, I'm actually not the best person to ask this. You know what you would geek out over is human design. Because it's going to tell you... Yeah, you would really geek out over that. And getting a session with Jenna would be great for you. Because it's going to start to tell you how you process your downloads. How you're supposed to act and not act. Like how to make choices, not make choices. How you're supposed to like eat, sleep, everything. Partnership, it'll tell you all about. It would be like finally the structure you've been looking for. Yeah. I think I need that. Oh, you would love... It would be exactly what you're looking for. Okay. And yeah. So do you do that online or... Yeah. Like, let's look up your chart. Should We should look up your chart. You have to tell me after what you are. But... Um, and then Jenna Zoe is the reader. And in fact, if you've never heard of human design, go listen to the podcast with Jenna Zoe on their podcast because she channels both of your charts or one chart? Both. both. And you'll get a real... You'll be like, oh yeah, this is what I've been looking for. Okay. So it's like, you'll understand how to decide now how to um, decipher things. Like you'll just have tools of how to have structure so that you can get way more clear and stay on your path and be a powerhouse. That's what you're looking for. Yes. Sounds like you're doing fine with manifestation. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I, I put myself in uncomfortable... I, I, if I'm not uncomfortable in life, I'm not doing something. Oh my, you're now, like now the I'm dream like, manifester. I have to... You know, like I, I've been independent for three years and I own my house. So like when I Good hear for talking, you. I'm like, I, I wish I had a supporter like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, I got to find ways to create money. Yeah, good for, for myself, you. You know, to pay my mortgage. So yeah, girl, take advantage of that situation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're doing great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like, I have too many. I can't choose. It's too, it's overwhelming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she. You have to have like an Aquarius or Aries rising or something for sure. A thousand percent. Yeah, Aries moon maybe something like that. But that's you're doing fine. Oh yeah, you got it all. You're good. <laughs> don't don't change anything. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for coming yes. out. This is really special, and hopefully, it kind of opened up your eyes to different ways and modes in which you could align yourself with the life that you want to live. Thank you, Lacey. Oh, You're the best. You guys. Thank, thank you, Milana. Thank you guys so much. You're the best. Thank you. And we'll stick around for a little bit. So come say hi, listen to the podcast. Lacey also has an amazing podcast. So yeah, we're just grateful that you're here. 
Yeah. Thank you guys so Thanks, much. Guys. Yeah, thank you guys. I'm clapping too. Thanks so much, Lacey. Thanks, lovely. Yeah, to so be magnetic.com. You can use code almost30 to get a discount off of those courses. Yeah, it's so great. And thank you, praise be to Postmates this trip. Mm-hmm. We've been Postmating some actually incredible vegan food in Bomb Austin. Food. Whoa. ATX Austin. food truck. We did a few times actually. They have really, really, it was like really clean. Almost like too clean. I was like, this is like too healthy. But they have bomb mushroom spelt tacos. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, we've been using Postmates this whole trip just when we need food in a pinch. When we're running from here to there and back at the place we're getting ready and we want to eat something healthy and quick. So everywhere we go on tour, it's amazing to have Postmates accessible um, in most of the cities that we're at so we can use it to get food delivered that is healthy whenever we need it. Yeah, and you can download uh, the app free for iOS or Android now on your phone and for a limited time Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days so to start your free deliveries download the app right now and use code ALMOST30 so that's code ALMOST30 for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app woo so good. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you in advance for writing a review on iTunes. It means the world to us and for sharing with your friends. That is how we grow. So if this episode resonated with you or you think it would resonate with someone else, share it with them. Just text over the link. That's always really special when I receive anything from a friend that they say made them think of me. So um, that's great. And for anyone who has written a review, we love you. Thank you. Review of the week. All right, five stars. This show is everything. These women are real, relatable, and so refreshing. The people they bring onto the pod are equally charming and full of wisdom. Your life and your mind will be better with them in it. From Lauren Savage on March 17th. Thank Thank you. you so much. Your reviews really help us get on awesome guests and it takes two seconds for you to just go to iTunes. You could even pause it right now and just put five stars. You can write a lot. You can write a little. I know you guys write these really thoughtful paragraphs that mean so much to us. So if we have in any way bring value into your life for this free content medium, it would mean so much to us if you would write a review. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Okay. We will see you next time. Love you. Love you.